Welcome back, CBS listeners, to a pop emergency. The official Percy Jackson TV show trailer dropped yesterday, and we are here at 11 a.m. Me, Carter, and a special guest to break it down. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Hi, Carter. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi, everyone. And welcome our very special guest, Jillian, all the way from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. How is it going? <laughs> upper East Side, actually. But it's You're on the great. Upper East Side. Yep. Just like Percy. Yeah. No, literally, actually. I'm, I'm listening to the audiobooks right now, and every time he's like, Upper East Side, I'm like, hey. Yes. <laughs> Jillian and I met at Comic-Con running out of the panel, the Percy Jackson panel, and as like everybody was running into the press room, it was very chaotic and adorable. Everyone was like pulling on their orange Camp Half-Blood shirts that we got for free, chit-chatting in the halls, and it was great. It was really, really fun. Because we were also riding the adrenaline high of just everything that we saw. Yeah. Do you want to give the uh, Seaweed Brain listeners a 30-second recap on what you do professionally? Sure. Uh, So I write for The Direct. It's an entertainment news publication. Common to see our social media handles reporting on breaking news and other fun Marvel, DC, Disney movies, anything that we have. Um, I am right now going all in on Percy Jackson coverage. I I'm just so excited for this show and I'm making my 12-year-old self so proud by covering it. <laughs> and you're a big fan of the books ever since you were a kid, obviously. Oh my god, yes. I, I'm i pretty sure that my Percy Jackson fan Instagram account from when I was 11 still exists because I never deleted it because I don't remember the password. Real. So That is so real. Yeah. My Zoe Deschanel fan account is absolutely out there somewhere. Oh, I love that. I don't know the password. I don't even know what the username is. Otherwise, I would tell you all. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> Are you sure that, that my account has like over 600 posts and two followers? Hey! That's so beautiful. I was, I was 11 and hyper fixating. Yeah. yeah. This was also right the year between House of Hades and Blood of Olympus. So like hype was just really high in general. That was an epic year. Yeah. Speaking of Comic-Con, before we get into talking about the trailer today, we will probably be spoiling everything that we heard at that panel. So if you want to steer clear of extra spoilers beyond the clips we've seen in the trailer, I would probably put this episode on pause for now and come back to it later when you're seeking extra content. That being said... Let's talk about the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about little chunks, little sections at a time broken down by the dialogue that is spoken and each like little split second flash screen. And we'll talk about what we saw. Carter and Jillian, I'm assuming you both enjoyed the trailer. Yeah. Just just a little bit. Just just a little bit. (laughs) We open at the Met. We sure do. (laughs) Perseus. Mm -hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's who you're named after. That, that kid looks so much like Walker. It's like I like I know we were all looking Walker? at each other at Comic Con. Like, is that Walker with aged down tech? But it. Wasn't. I literally thought they CGI de-aged him for like at least ten seconds. 
it did not occur to me that it was not Walker. No just, way. Just like <laughs> kneeling on, uh, like just on his knees <laughs> on the floor of the bed or something. Like, um, probably it's not. That is so funny. It is another actor. Good for him. He booked. <laughs> He's also going to grow up with these characters. Like if they ever need to do a flashback that they yeah. didn't film, they might just hit him up. Carter, what is that girl's name who was the flashback? Is it McKenna Grace? She was everything. Once Upon a Time. Once yes, Upon a Time, yes, 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 Snow yes. White. That's what I know She's her from. Captain Marvel. Yes. She sure oh, she is. was also in I, Tanya. You want a shot in the dark? Any young girl character, it's probably her. Yes. This kid basically is the young boy version of, of McKenna Grace now for the next 10 years. Good for him. <laughs> okay, we're in the Met. It's Sally and Percy. And this is a piece of dialogue that is not in the books. It is something that reasonably would have happened in the world of the books and like maybe it was kind of like mentioned in passing like Percy mom Percy's mom teaching him about the gods or like maybe taking him to the Met as a kid but it's not something we've gotten to see before which is very special and exciting. I got to talk to the showrunners about this and they were telling me that um, their goal was to basically put in stuff that has always existed but that Rick or anyone didn't have the platform or time or ability to share because this is more long form, they can do that. So these are all things that like aren't new to the canon, but are new to being presented to audiences. Yes. This relationship in particular, like Percy and Sally, I think is something that we are going to continue to get much, much, much more of in the mm -hmm. first season than we got in the first book, just based on what we saw in this trailer and what we saw at Comic-Con. And um, I believe it was John Steinberg who was talking in particular about this, but both the showrunners were like nodding along. They are parents and they thought a lot about this book and this story as not just being about Percy growing up, but also being about like a young parent, like having to like let your kids grow up and like let go and like let them into the world into like monsters and things that you can't help them with. So coming at that perspective, they were able to expand upon that relationship, which is so exciting. And like spoilers for the Comic-Con footage, but we're going to be coming back to that. At, I tweeted about this. It's minute one, 57 seconds. There's a part of that dialogue in the trailer, in the Met, that they didn't show in this, that Sally then repeats to Percy. It's it's really emotional. It makes me very, I've been crying. Do you want I, to remind the listeners about like what they showed you at Comic-Con? Comic-Con, <laughs> yes. So if you want to know what we saw at Comic-Con, go to thedirect.com. I did a 2,000 plus word full recap of all the footage that we saw, including first seven minutes, the build up to and start of the Minotaur scene and capture the flag in yes. immense detail. So nearly the entire first episode. But capture the flag probably isn't in the first episode. Capture so. the flag's probably episode two. Probably episode two, yeah. But okay. like, yeah, if you, it's, it's excruciating detail, like dialogue details. Like I went back, I found the quotes from the books that were the exact same as the quotes we saw and like highlighted. Yeah, it's excruciating detail. But if you want to know what we saw. Talking about the line that made you cry, is that the one about the monsters? Hold fast. Oh, hold fast. Hold fast is a good one. I keep thinking about when she says to Percy that just because something looks like a monster doesn't mean that it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Something like, I'm paraphrasing, but that got my me. Brain, my brain goes Tyson, but. Yeah, exactly. My brain goes Percy learning a lesson that he's going to have to help Annabeth learn as well. That is so true. Now I'm thinking about the hold fast because she also says in that footage that part of why she named him Perseus is that Perseus, the mythological hero, and uh, his mother were trapped in a box in the middle yes. of the ocean in a terrible situation that they had to be in for Perseus's safety. Yeah. Hmm. And the mother would tell Perseus, hold fast. Yeah. What, it's, it's, I have it written down somewhere. Um, but it's it's the hold fast dialogue. 
that yeah. we see Sally tell Percy in the Met is part of why she named him that. And then later when he's going to give Half-Blood, when it's the moment where she's going to be going to the underworld, she says that to him. Okay. So they're both escaping the terrible situation, the box being Gabe. I, I literally had this realization on the bus last night while passing the Empire State Building, which was lit up blue. So like, Aww. I've been thinking about this for a little bit. No, that's so true. The idea of like Sally just putting herself in the situation and like, this is something that was always integral to the plot, but that we haven't gotten to see really from Sally's point of view. And now just having so much screen time for her is just going to really emphasize what an amazing character she is and like the horrible things that she went through to try and protect Percy. <laughs> Moms. Okay. Um, other shots that we see here in this this little dialogue. We see some split second flashes. Uh, I think it's the trio probably walking into the underworld. There's like a little clip of Percy unpacking some blue candy, um, probably in his cabin at Camp Half-Blood. Um, Grover is like falling down something. I wasn't sure necessarily what that was. There's a shot of the St. Louis Arch as it's like Exploded. a shot. Yes. Like <laughs> as from below. Falling from below. The bottom of it is exploded. That was great. I recently got to do a thing where I broke down all of the moments that were accidentally confirmed at Comic-Con. And I almost included the line, which is, remember the St. Louis Arch scene? Yeah, the movies didn't. Oh, <laughs> Percy! Percy's running through the woods at Camp Half-Blood during Capture the Flag. Um, Percy being like pummeled by like rain or water. This could be at any point, maybe in the Minotaur fight. Halfwood Hill, and then we get like the Disney lightning logo. And then we get the epic adventuring music starting to come in. Um, it could have been Fallout Boy. It isn't. That's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll live. <laughs> I do wish it was Fallout Boy. It's okay. There's still time for I Olivia Rodrigo. See, I did see some tweet that was like, the Percy Jackson trailers have been really, really great for the people who used to watch Percy Jackson edits set to Vance Joy's Riptide. <laughs> Do you remember off the top of your head who was the cover artist who sings this I version? Off the top of my head, but I think the Percy Jackson account shared a link to that version at one point. Yeah, I think I forgot to. I'm sure I can ask literally anyone on Twitter and they will provide it. Um, but you can listen to this this slowed down, like moody cover if you really want to, sung by someone who is not Vance Joy. Um, Imagine somebody saying, you know what Riptide by Van Stroy needs is to be more moody. Carter, were you not around in 2013? Like, we were all there. It's amazing. We were we, all there, we but I feel like Riptide it was, we, in our cover band. <laughs> we did not. We did not. I know we did not. Um, <laughs> I, I was like 10 in 2013 reading Percy Jackson for the first time. And then I heard the song Riptide and forever that just was the Percy Jackson song for me. So I cried when I heard it in the first trailer. It's so on the nose, but I can't say <laughs> no to it. I can't. I think it makes perfect sense. And I love how it starts to come into the trailer later here. But for now, it's just the epic adventuring music. Um, okay, we're at 18 seconds. Um, this is Percy <laughs> back in like regular Walker age. I'm used to the world feeling weird to me, like a puzzle with half the wrong pieces. But lately, it all feels different somehow. Horse noise. Okay, it really is, a ton of the horse noise is pretty subtle, but I appreciate the way that you <laughs> yelled it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most because Carter. That was the most important part of the trailer for me. Uh, also, the most important thing I saw at Comic Con, Blackjack. You can't tell me that's not Blackjack. I so hope it is, and I so hope one day that Blackjack is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. I, I don't. Whoever on Twitter put 
that out there and gave me that vision. I've been telling it to everybody. I'm obsessed with it and I need it to be real. I believe our original fan casting for this was um, Jack Black. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one too. But like also, Ryan Reynolds and Walker are like, like Walker's played a young Ryan Reynolds and like he's Correct. Ryan Reynolds' little mentee and stuff like that. So I just think, yeah. But I also love the dialogue of the world feeling weird and stuff because like they're actually expressing the neurodivergency of the Percy Jackson books, which is extremely important. Yeah. It seems like that's something that is going to be portrayed pretty effectively, or at least that is going to be brought to the forefront of the first season, which is important. As we're eating lunch at the Met, Grover gets hit by a slice of what looks like American cheese (laughs) off of a sandwich, like straight to the face, cheese slap. And we cut to Olivia Morton as Nancy Boba Fett slaying and looking looking evil, um, looking, <laughs> looking like you cannot stand to be in class with her. And also, uh, shout out to Jack on Twitter who was like, Grover is wearing Converse and Percy is wearing Vans in the scene. And that is like such a great depiction of their friendship really and their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go to the Met inside as Percy is like diligently doing his assignment that Chiron gives them. He's looking at Perseus again. Which again, but like that's not a scene that we've ever seen in the original. Like per- Percy's never interacted with the statue yeah. in the textual Wasn't canon. it Athena but it makes in a lot of sense. the book that he was staring at? In the book, they like see multiple things. I think the statue that we have described at length the most is Kronos because Rick has to do yeah. the long form foreshadowing where Percy has to explain the entire story of Kronos as like oh, a pop yeah. quiz for Chiron. Yeah, because he's like, isn't that the guy who eats people? <laughs> that moment is musicalized very enjoyably in the musical if you listen to the opening number of <laughs> the day I got expelled. Um, this is also... I don't want to, you know, ugh, here we go. Like, I don't want to compare everything that happens in the show to the movies, but I do think there will be great points of contrast that we can talk about here and there. And I think this is one of them where in the movie, Logan Lerman has like his headphones in and like hands in his pocket, like cool boy with the hoodie on does not want to engage in the lesson in when we're in the Met. And this is so clearly like Percy's a good kid. Also to quote the musical, mm-hmm. like he's trying his best. He, he, he's trying to be a good student, but it's hard for him because he looks down at the paper and then we see the animated representation of his dyslexia as the letters are switching around on the page. And then also immediately after that, we have his little zone out, which is the ADHD represented in my opinion. Which we, then, which we then later see also in Capture the Flag, we see ADHD represented. So good. But also I think it's very important to be comparing this show with the movies because like part of why the movies were so bad is that Rick Riordan begged the studios to not do it and he wasn't involved at all. He was like, hey, this is like putting my life's work through a meat grinder. That is a quote. Yep. So like if we're talking about book to movie or book to show adaptations, it's always important to have the writer of the original story involved. Mm -hmm. So anything that we see in this show that is book accurate or different or done with care can harken back to that. And I think it's important to always be having that conversation about creators rights. Yeah. Thank you for the permission given to us now to compare. And there's literally no negative reason to do it. I constantly am talking about how the production of the movie is just as flawed as the movie itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they lead into one another. I also want to shout out his, Percy's name, like written on his little worksheet paper here, is the same handwriting or like identical to what's uh, on the back of the like official Disney Camp Half-Blood shirts that they gave out at San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con. And I really want to know if that is actually Walker's handwriting. All the handwriting, the signatures for all three of their names 
is so perfect and like so character to a T. And I wouldn't be surprised if it actually just was the three actors writing out their names. Would love to ask them. <laughs> okay, horse noise. Horse noise. <laughs> and we see Blackjack. Or well, we see a black Pegasus. We see a black Pegasus who should hopefully theoretically be Blackjack. And I'm also taking the fact that in the footage that we saw, we immediately see mytho magic right after to be like, mm-hmm. hey, let's think about Titan's curse here for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Blackjack was like watching over Percy his whole life, you and know, and just like get captured by Luke. And then Percy's going to be watching over him and rescuing him. I just love that. I also love, I think it makes perfect sense that like Blackjack would be there like watching over Percy for up to 13 years because that's how he developed his New Jersey accent. He was like based in Jersey City and he was flying back to New York to keep an eye on Percy. And that's how he got that way. You're so right. Like his extended study abroad in New Jersey. Okay. 37, we're at 37 seconds. 37 seconds, Mr. Brunner, he says, you are special. And when you're ready to hear what the gods have in store for you, they'll tell you. Is this the first time we're seeing Chiron in one of these trailers? I can't remember. Uh, I th- we, saw, we saw him already. For, first, like, lines. But th- there, like, there was definitely a scene earlier where we saw Chiron from behind. Because it was, um, how would you say, heavily uh, memed. The, like, horse butt. Oh, Yes, there was the horse butt walking into a door or the elevator or something yeah this is but I, I think these are the first lines of uh, the first face this was our first mr d yes oh my god oh we gotta talk about that when that clip comes up the costuming is so perfect i think we should shout out the blazer the tie the earth tones this is mr brunner giving percy the big pen which we have to say is a big pen it's like a regular ballpoint cap I think that whether or not this was going to be like a, a clicky pen was a point of great debate. So here we have the ballpoint pen. And I'll never forget sitting in the seats at Comic-Con and Robert like screaming into my ear when this clip showed up and being like, it's a big pen! It's a regular big pen! <laughs> I was just, because I, I, I was on the floor, I was taking photos. Um, and I just looked at the entire crowd just going, oh! <gasps> And I'm like, yes, this is the energy. <laughs> I just, I love, I loved the energy of that room. We really have not had the opportunity to discuss this at all with like the internet. So I will say like when we got let <laughs> into that room, it was like one of the best moments of my life. They were blasting the killers, I think. I actually was a little bit late, not to the panel, but like I, I got there like 15 minutes before. Mm-hmm. I'm really mad. I missed out on the freaking shirts, but it's fine. We're fine. I already I mean, have a Camp Half-Blood shirt. We're fine. I think it was maybe like the 20th person to be like, to like walk into that room. And I saw the shirts and I grabbed like three for all the people who were coming after me that I knew were going to be like way back in the back mm-hmm. of the line. And then as like, like I like ran all the way, like through the like open ballroom as they were blasting the killers. And then they started playing misery business as everyone was filing in. And I was like <laughs> jumping up and down and screaming in the like nice VIP section <laughs> where like people with jobs sit um, who like have to like do reporting. Oh people God, much wait. like Jillian. I, I, I have just a really, really funny story. This only semi-related, but it's great. So Rick Riordan surprised everyone by showing up at the panel. He pointed to my Camp Half-Blood shirt and thumbs up it, and I almost combusted on the spot. It was great. Aww. But I kind of knew that that was going to happen because where I was sitting, one of the like Disney Plus people, I don't know if it was a Disney Plus person or a Comic-Con person, someone was like, hey, the family of one of the talent is going to be coming in late and is going to sit here. No way. And I'm like, why would somebody be coming in late unless 
So like, Wait, so did the, their guys. sons sit down next to you? He didn't. Even, whoever it was didn't even end up taking the seat. Oh, okay. He's okay. Really <laughs> there for like maybe three minutes before introducing Capture the Flag and then dipping. Yeah, it's true. It was the silliest cameo. Also, I learned afterwards that like. Rick had come from Boston and was sick or something like that. I saw Becky had the flu. The, yeah, or Becky had the flu. So I don't remember exactly what it was. It's like yeah, wild. Uh, okay, we're at thirty-eight seconds. This is Sally saying, "Percy, the stories I have told you about the Greek gods and monsters—they are real." And it's Sally in the Montauk cabin with like the firelight flickering on her face as she's telling Percy. Which is a scene we've never gotten to see on screen before. Yeah. The Montauk cabin is also special because, like, Rick has said that they are adding in how exactly Sally and Poseidon met. And it's implied that that happened near, around, having to do with the Montauk cabin. So I feel like we're going to be seeing that a little bit more. Because he has confirmed that that is one of the new things that's being added. That's such a great point. That, like, we get to establish, probably in this, like, first episode the cabin as a safe space for yep. Sally and Percy. And then we get to see the origin story of that physical space. That's going to be really exciting. We see Aries walking on the beach here in this moment. It's the sunrise Santa Monica shot. I love the detail of the fact that you can see the sun like rising through the clouds. But that's like how, that is how book accurate this story is. Sunset. It's also clearly shot in the volume uh, for, <laughs> for many reasons, including there's like a lighthouse behind him. And if anyone listening from Santa Monica wants to refute this, please do. But I'm pretty sure there is no lighthouse on Santa Monica Beach. That, that's not what Santa Monica Beach looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Um, Honestly, the fact that yeah. Aries was in it and on a beach just was enough for me. Exactly. It's <laughs> my expectations are so, like, like, my expectations are high, but the bar uh-huh. is so low. Mm, yeah, I get that. Expectations are high, but the bar is low. I love that. That's right. Yeah. I would agree. What else? Okay. Medusa. Little back of head Medusa snake shot. That's going to be cool. Cerberus attack. He's three Dobermans. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Annabeth is going to be throwing around the little ball. It's going to be great. <laughs> Already I was like, what a good boy. Like adorable. <laughs> adorable. Um, Just wait till we get Mrs. O'Leary one day. Oh my gosh. And we should shout out Eric Henry, who was at Comic-Con. He is one of the VFX supervisors, and it was his job to be in charge of like creating all the magical creatures, which he said was a great joy. And he said the Chimera, in particular, was his favorite thing to work on, which is pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Which we get to see a little bit of here. Animated lightning transition based on the best-selling series by Rick Riordan. And then we get Percy like standing up in the Montauk cabin, talking down at his mom and going, this is crazy. And it's like this shot looking up at him. <laughs> and you can, this is, this shot means so much to me because it's that moment that Percy is like getting pissed off and like getting out of range of his mom, you know, and like kind of like hovering above mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. as she's like kind of helpless to like sit down and like cannot do anything for him. Yeah. I recently saw a TikTok that was like watching a movie with your insufferable film friends. And it's just everyone being like, what a shot. What a shot. Wow. What a <laughs> shot. That is such a shot. That's what I feel like today. You're giving explanations, though. That's important. Man, that's a great shot. <laughs> I've already been apologizing to most of my friends for the person I'm going to be as this show is coming out. It's so funny when like one of my normal life friends who like vaguely knows that I have a Percy Jackson podcast will text me and be like with like the trailer link. And I'll be like, you really think like I haven't seen this already? Like, what? But it's sweet. It's sweet. It's kind of sweet. They're a little bit implying that you're bad at your at your hobby. But uh... <laughs> thank you, Carter. <laughs> Which are not. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, 
you're a half-blood and half-bloods are not safe in this world, Sally says. And then we have Grover saying, everything has been training for what's still ahead of you. As he like sits in the backseat of the car and we're driving to Camp Half-Blood. This was the scene we saw. And we see Camp Half-Blood. There, there are different shots of it here in the trailer. Mm. It's sort of like from above looking across the clearing at the cabins. And I think in the original trailer, we were like quite confused based on the way they set up the shot, which was like a reflective shot, like half in the water of things about like what this was going to look like. It's a clearing in the woods. There's like a big pond in the middle, which is, I believe, a new detail. But it looks gorgeous, very mossy, but like there is more lighting. It's also very clearly Canada, the west coast of Canada. It's giving British Columbia. It's giving pine trees and moisture it's giving genus of plants that do not exist in long island (laughs) but i will say i will say at at comic-con it was during the conversation with the showrunners i don't remember which person said it but they confirmed camp half-blood does in fact sell strawberries is a strawberry field does all the strawberry (laughs) stuff in the show which is like I, I love that it's the little details. Yeah. This is also where we get to see Clarice bullying Clarice. Percy. I am so ready for the show to turn me into a Clarice and Grover stan. It's already happening. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. I feel the change occurring within me. Um, when she pushed Percy to the ground, I was like, yes! We're in the car. We're driving. If you want to hear more about this scene, check out my article. Literally, this scene was epic and Arian just like slayed Grover so hard in this scene. Especially the line where he was like, I'm 24 years old. And like, I feel like half that crowd didn't even realize that from the books because there were audible gasps and that was a room of Percy Jackson fans. He was giving, (laughs) I have to say, that performance was giving secretly 24 years old too. Like he was all of a sudden, he was like grounded. He was older. He was in a different world, you know? It was so funny. (laughs) Minotaur. Minotaur, chase scene, car crash. Yeah, it's all happening. Um, The VFX folks said specifically they chose that the Minotaur would like run on all fours and then stand up because that was like extra scary. Like the idea of like the Mm, bull fight, mm -hmm. they wanted him to run on all fours. Also Um, just the underwear. (laughs) uh, We get the big reveal. We get the big reveal. Um, you can check out Jillian's article for their anecdote yeah. about the underwear and like creating a giant diaper for the Minotaur. Doop, 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 doop. Car flip. Leg shot, cabin shot, Poseidon shot. Riptide slowly starting to creep in to the epic <laughs> fantasy music. Percy Jackson, your father needs help. The master bolt has been stolen. If you don't return the bolt, there will be war. That is your quest. I know it sounds daunting, but you won't be alone. A quest is always undertaken by three. And then we get to hear our first Annabeth dialogue. Oh my God. This shot of like gathering the quest, so good. I'm so glad they put this in the trailer. Like if I was making a trailer for the lightning thief, I would also want to like gather the troops, you know, like you can see they're in like some kind of like open air gazebo. And it looks like to me, my first thought was like, these are all the head counselors of all the cabins. And they're having yeah. a little meeting and like yeah. Percy is there and they're yes. giving, they're talking about the quest and with Dionysus, with Diana, with <laughs> yeah. Mr. D, Jason Manzoukas, <laughs> Jason Manzoukas is present. The height, Half the height so of Kyrie. There is like, such a cursed image where somebody like in- erased the horse body from <laughs> Kyron and just, it's just Glenn Turman with like six foot tall legs. And so funny. <laughs> oh, this is epic. And you see like the quest is always undertaken by three shot of Annabeth shot of Grover. It's so, exciting shot of all three of them together wait i'm sorry right before this there's a shot of like a like gray bald woman in the woods i thought, it was the oracle. Maybe I thought that was the oracle i still don't know what that is okay my guess is oracle oracle makes the most sense i would i would co-sign that that's a great idea. It's, like, who, who, it's not. We know it's not Medusa. We've seen the way Medusa's animated, and it wouldn't make sense for it to be Medusa. It's either a Medusa statue 
like one of the statues in the garden, but I feel like that's not necessarily something yeah. that would be in the trailer. I, I really feel like it's an oracle. That could be a fun edit because we do like you're right, Carter. They do like walk through this like like leafless twiggy wood, and then they arrive at this figure, and yeah. that would be with a like fun maybe winter and fog and yeah. yeah. My thought was Underworld, maybe, just because we've seen that they, like, designed the Underworld to be very gray. And they spoke about that, too, um, at Comic-Con, that gray yeah. Underworld as opposed to the fiery red Underworld. I don't know. We'll see. Oracle is a great guess. I'll put my money on that. Where are we? Um, Let's see. Annabeth dialogue and Luke dialogue. Oh, my first God. First time hearing Luke, first time hearing Annabeth. We, we heard them <laughs> during uh, Comic-Con footage, but first time public. Literally seeing Luke show up in this scene, he looks so much older you know and someone did someone got the right like screen grab to show he does have the scar and all that like and also he's like so he's just so much taller and bigger than percy and you get the sense that he is this like cool knowing older counselor guy oh god it's gonna be intense i'm so excited to see Charlie Bushnell absolutely eat this role. Yeah. He says, demigods process reality differently. We got to figure out what you're good at on the archery field. And they have this like little like like stuffed hydra that they're shooting at, which is so cute. Percy can't shoot the entire, what looks to be cannon. like the Apollo cabin, but it's probably just like archery class. They duck and he's like, should I do it again? And they say, no. <laughs> this is also probably one of my favorite shots in this trailer because it's so important, as Carter and I have talked about many times, to establish Percy as like a loser, like a lame yeah. loser yes. who doesn't have Falls friends. Falls on his butt as he's missing the shot. He's bad at everything. Yeah. Like he says in the Chalice of the Gods, Percy's like, I'm bad at everything besides like sarcasm and water. Yeah, right? that's what it was. It's so important to know that. But like the only time he's ever been successful at archery was when he prayed to Artemis and Apollo and it was Hera who helped him. Yes, 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 that's yes. That's really the only arch. time that he has ever been successful at archery. And to show him being bad at things and like just like this bumbling kid, the level up and the power up will be so exciting and so much more powerful and effective. Mm-hmm. Yay. Annabeth. Annabeth invisibility hat. When I saw this at Comic-Con, I lost my damn mind. <laughs> we all did. The way that it, it invisibles her from the top down. I just love that effect. The like ripple. It's exactly what I thought it would be. And also the not bad hero that we mm-hmm. saw. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of my favorite Lightning Thief lines is the not bad hero. Because like you can't tell what she's thinking yet. You can't even see her. It's mm, so good. The line, the Annabeth dialogue, I believe, is you still don't get where you fit into all of this. We were sent on a quest by the gods. What, did you think it would be easy? That is Annabeth Chase. <laughs> Those are such great lines to choose for her for the trailer. She knows so much more than he does. Yeah, And she's proud of it because her whole thing is hubris. And like, she's proud of knowing more. And she wants to like make it clear like, hey, I know more than you and you need me. Yeah, it's just like that shot of Luke. Like it establishes yeah. the character so effectively. You get like from this like two seconds of Annabeth and like two seconds of her dialogue. I know that that is a girl who is helping to run this camp. Yeah. Yes. She knows all of Chiron's And secret. she's amazing. Amazing, but also like insecure. And exactly. uh, there's like a strange newness to this relationship. Oh, they're going to be so cute. So 12 years old. I can so plausibly see the the do I get a kiss for good luck scene with these two. As Percy and Annabeth. <laughs> like, I see the vision. Like, what the hell? I see the vision. I also really see the relationship between Annabeth and Chiron becoming something that I care a lot about in this series. Yeah. In the book, it really, you know, we've talked at length about how Chiron just seems to be like dumping responsibility on these kids. But I really see how this, like, I think that Glenn Turman in this role is going to feel like 
this like father figure and this mentor for her and this like guardian who is able to take care of her and give her opportunity like where he can. I'm super interested in how that works with Luke because something I think that's overlooked in the book is like Luke and Talia and Annabeth all came together. Chiron has this really special relationship with Annabeth. He's known Luke just as long. You have to assume that he has a similar or had a similar relationship with Luke. And then yeah. Luke betrays them. Mm. I think maybe like once Luke goes on his quest and he comes back, like that's kind of when he, people say like he started to change, right? Yeah. After he is like, well, I did this stupid quest and like it didn't even matter. Like maybe that's when he starts to kind of like take a step back and like start to distance himself yeah. from Chiron yeah. in addition to everything else. Oh my god. <laughs> we only have a couple more minutes, but Lin-Manuel Miranda jump scare. Uh, <laughs> if there was true. anyone I was not expecting to see in the trailer, it was Lin. I have to ask you guys, what are your thoughts on the rumors that Lotus Casino might be a musical scene? I 100% think it's happening. Carter, I don't know if you heard about this, but Joe Trax, the guy who wrote the musical, the book for the musical. Oh, that's his episode. And then Lin, be there. Lin is in it uh, when Hermes was not in the lightning thief. Yes. I think like the whole point that like the Lotus Hotel and Casino was the one thing that the movies got right. And so we have to like level it up and do it even more fun and even better yeah. to give the fans something new is the argument that sold me. Same here. It was that and the fact that like all the pieces add up. And also why, why add Hermes to the lightning thief? I'm still, after hearing you say all of that, I'm still asking why add Hermes to the lightning thief? But, um, we, I, well, I'll they be talked about a Comic Con that they're going to be <laughs> highlighting a lot more early on about Hermes and Luke's strained relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of what it is. Welcome to the Lotus Hotel and Casino. Um. <laughs> Make sure you don't have <laughs> any of the food because we know you're going to get direct here, bro. Watch out. It's Nico D'Angelo. Like, <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. We should mention quickly that the trailer includes, like, we're really flashing through things. We get shots of everything. We get shots of the water park. We get shots of the literal Amtrak train. Yeah, that was um, a scene <laughs> that I talked to, I want to say the director about. I, I wrote about it recently. He, I asked him, like, what's it like to do such a kinetic story? And he's like, honestly, it's better when we do the quiet moments. Like, some of my favorite scenes are the Amtrak train and the diner with Aries. This is something we loved in the original series when we talked about on our show, the fireside chats, like, all mm -hmm. those quiet moments, because we yeah. get so few of them in the original series. That Those are, like, the best moments when you see the characters start to connect and start to bond. Also, the Amtrak are fools for not doing a partnership with Percy Jackson. Like, mm -hmm. they need to, like, have a special decked-out Amtrak train. Literally, that was the other least day I walked by a Amtrak. subway that's decked out in Spider-Man, including the seats. Like, I'm a Spider-Man nerd, so I was like, yes, please. I want that with Amtrak and Percy Jackson. I'm going on an Amtrak train soon. I want it to be Percy Jackson themed. Literally, when we were kids and we first came to the Northeastern United States, we were so excited to get on an Amtrak because we were like, this is just like Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that's and a we true were like story. fully 14 years yeah. old and very excited about that. So I'm still excited every time I get on a train. I'm like, oh. Little women. Oh, Amtrak is luxurious. Yeah, I, I would. Better know. than the bus. Better than the bus. <laughs> From okay. Percy and Annabeth, too. Yeah, truly. Oh, we're going to watch them blow up a bus. We skipped through a ton of stuff, but like Tunnel of Love, incredible. So excited for that. Yes. And Miranda, we covered that. I'm not leaving you. Here's Aries the fight. Perseus, hold fast. Brave the storm. Like Jillian mentioned, again, go read her article. Um, maybe I won't even need a sword. Chimera. Okay. I'm going to need a sword. Little Persassi. Yeah. And scene. I saw someone make a Persassi deal with it, edit of Walker, and it's never, ever getting out of my head. Wait, with like the stick figure drawing? Uh -huh. What does an edit mean? Oh, like it's his face? No okay, way. Okay, with okay, his okay, face on like, it? Someone did it. No, not his face. Just blonde squiggly hair on top oh, and God. shorter. 
and it's so and tiny. Oh, okay. We obviously sped through the end there, but this whole like outline where we have everything broken down, I'm gonna post that on our Patreon if you want to see it and read it. Anything else? Like brief thoughts? Like this is very exciting. I I've been taking it all in, and like the fact that the trailer came a day or two days after I posted like this article that was the moments that were accidentally confirmed and then most of those were confirmed in the trailer i was yes. so excited i felt so vindicated <laughs> yay mm-hmm. jillian thank you for joining us today very of last minute um <laughs> for thank this you for having me emergency. i appreciate it I've, I've been wanting a, another outlet to talk about it the loose plan is that we are going to in addition to like a weekly like breakdown and like analysis episode for each episode of the show try and do a watch along like live stream and it'll be on the Patreon. So like the hope in that was that like, if you don't have a lot of PJO friends in your regular life or anything like that, and you want to like be able to sit down and watch the show with someone, we will watch it together. And we'll also have those analysis episodes and that's the current plan. So Jillian, plug your Twitter. Where can people find you and send you memes? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jillian Blum, Jillian with a G. And I talk about Percy Jackson a lot. And I talk about Marvel and DC a lot too. And Disney Parks. And I want to talk about Percy Jackson with people. I want to have my timeline be Percy Jackson memes after every episode. Like, I'm making 12-year-old me proud here. And then also follow the direct. Uh, There are multiple different direct accounts. And you can also check out our website. And there's a ton of Percy Jackson coverage on there. As well as anything else entertainment-y. Amazing! We'll have links to all of Jillian's socials, to the direct, to her articles about Percy Jackson in the direct. That's all going to be in our show notes. So make sure you go and follow her there and spam her with Percy Jackson memes. Please do. Yay! Okay, we will talk to everybody soon. Get back to finishing The Chalice of the Gods because we are officially on a timeline. Uh, we, we we have a deadline for when we need to finish Chalice of the Gods and that's by December 20th. So <laughs> we have some awesome special guests returning for those episodes. Stick around for those and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye all. Bye.